Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, February 10th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Twitter's pandemic boost is wearing off. Investors tell Amazon to back off a landmark unionization effort in Alabama, and China's Huawei tells a court the company is not a security threat to the U.S. Plus, Donald Trump tried to untangle America's economy from China's. That didn't stop U.S. investors from pouring money into Chinese companies. We'll take a closer look. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Take a quick glance at Twitter's income statement and you'd think that the social media company had a pretty good fourth quarter. Revenue jumped 28% year-on-year to $1.3 billion. Twitter's net income rose to more than $220 million. But monetizable user growth, or the eyeballs that see ads on Twitter, slowed for a second straight quarter. The company blamed policy enforcement changes it introduced before the U.S. election. They were aimed at stopping the spread of fake news. Twitter also said it would be hard to keep up with last year's growth. The pandemic caused a lot of us to spend more time online and on social media. The company projected low double-digit growth throughout the rest of 2021. Nearly 6,000 Amazon workers at a facility just outside Birmingham, Alabama, began a mail-in vote this week to unionize their facility. It's the first effort by Amazon workers in the U.S., Amazon has been fighting hard against this with anti-union posters, an anti-union website, and mandatory meetings during work hours. But a group of more than 70 Amazon investors wrote a letter asking the company to stop interfering with the vote and to remain neutral. The FT's Dave Lee has been covering this and joined me to talk more. But first, I asked Dave to remind me how this effort got started. So some of the motivations for the union go back to some of these regular criticisms of Amazon, things like working conditions as it relates to uh, how often workers have to carry out certain tasks like packing boxes, for example. Uh, There are concerns about the length of time for breaks, particularly bathroom breaks. And, you know, this is a, a very, very quickly growing workforce in the US. Amazon's hired more than half a million people since the beginning of the pandemic. You know, there's a growing call now that these these workers should have representation. Now, one of the interesting aspects about why this is happening in Alabama is that Alabama is is what's known as a right-to-work state. And, and what it means is that the union only has to win 50% plus one employee of the returned vote uh, to be unionized. So that's seen as a rather gettable target by the union, which is why this is perhaps potentially going to be the first Amazon facility in the US to ever unionize. And indeed, it's the first facility in the US to ever even vote on unionization. So even this step uh, is being seen as um, significant progress here. Dave, can you tell me more about the investors who wrote to Amazon telling the company to stop interfering with the vote? So the investors, it's around a group of 70 uh, or so. They're a mixture of European and and US investors. Um, Now, the reason why they're backing this is they say, you know, A, they they believe in in workers' rights to unionize. And they also say that Amazon's efforts to stop unionization, and they think if Amazon is seen to be like that, then that could have uh, a negative effect on its reputation among customers and therefore could harm its business. 
its own guidelines say that workers should be free to unionise and organise uh, without fear of harassment or retribution for that. They're arguing that Amazon's going too far in its efforts to stop unionisation and that it should uh, remain neutral for the rest of this uh, process in Alabama. But Dave, do they have enough influence? Well, that's a good question. And I think that's, you know, one of the difficult things here for these investors. I mean, it's around 70, like I say. Um, Collectively, my estimates put it at just over $20 billion among these 17 investors. But this is a company that's worth $1.7 trillion uh, currently. And so, you know, whether this slice of uh, investor has much sway overall, I guess is debatable. One thing I would say, though, is that, of course, many of these funds have have quite a large political presence that uh, perhaps more far-reaching than the size of their investments might suggest. And I think one of the bigger threats to Amazon here is not so much that these investors might take their money elsewhere, is that their voices are going to be heard, particularly in places like New York, where the issue around Amazon workers in particular is, is becoming fairly politically charged, as indeed it is becoming across the country. Dave Lee is in San Francisco. He covers Amazon for the FT. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Mark. Chinese telecoms maker Huawei has asked a U.S. court to overturn a Federal Communications Commission ruling that says the company is a threat because of alleged ties to China's military. The ruling bars companies from using government money to buy Huawei products. The company said in its filing yesterday with the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that the designation was capricious, lacks evidence, and violates the U.S. Constitution. The FCC responded to Huawei's lawsuit. The agency said it had a substantial body of evidence regarding Huawei's threat, and said it would defend its decision. The Trump administration took a tough stance when it came to tech companies like Huawei, and a tough stance against China in general. There was the trade war, efforts to delist Chinese companies from U.S. exchanges, and talk of decoupling the two economies. Despite this, investment flows between U.S. and China tell a very different story. The FT's Global China editor, James King, has been reporting on this. Chinese companies that issued stock on U.S. stock exchanges last year raised 19 billion U.S. dollars. Now, that is the highest yearly total ever, apart from one mammoth year, which was way back in 2014 when Alibaba listed and that raised 25 billion U.S. dollars in New York. And James, you've also reported that at the end of last year, American investors held more than a trillion dollars in equity issued by Chinese companies. This is according to a research firm called the Rhodium Group. And what's striking is that number is much higher, about five times higher than official U.S. data. Why is that? The figure is a lot higher than the official data says because it includes various categories that you wouldn't normally expect. For instance... It includes money that Americans have invested in Chinese companies that have listed, let's say, on the New York Stock Exchange, but have domiciled their company in an offshore tax haven such as the Cayman Islands. So that shows up in the accounts as money that Americans have invested in Cayman Islands companies, which is, of course, absurd because everybody knows that those are Chinese companies. In fact, 
some of the biggest Chinese companies to have listed in America, such as Alibaba, are domiciled in the Cayman Islands. And of course, nobody would say that Alibaba is a Cayman Islands company. There's also uh, last week's listing in Hong Kong of the Chinese short video app Kuaishou. Um, big U.S. institutions like Fidelity and BlackRock were among the investors buying into the Chinese app, which is a kind of TikTok competitor. But I'm curious, James, did President Trump have any effect on dampening investment flows? The short answer has to be probably not. Um, it is true that the administration of President Trump brought in several uh, new regulations and laws, which may yet have an effect. But as far as the numbers show so far, um, it doesn't really seem that in spite of all of the rhetoric of Mr. Trump, and in spite of all of the measures that he took, the actual amount of uh, American money going into Chinese uh, stocks did not decline. Now, how worried is China here about the Biden administration and how much of Trump's policies it'll keep? Uh, China is is very concerned about this. Um, they really don't want to have to go through another four years of a Trump-style presidency. And so far, it looks like the Biden president, presidency is going to be quite tough towards China on issues such as human rights. But uh, there aren't any signs yet that Biden is going to be similarly tough on portfolio investments. James King is the FT's global China editor. And a final word from Bill Michael, who's KPMG's UK chairman. He told his employees, stop moaning. He said this in a virtual town hall this week. Members of the firm's financial services consulting team were expressing concerns about potential cuts to their pension contributions and other work issues. Not only did the boss tell them to stop moaning about the impact of the pandemic on their work lives, he told them to stop playing the victim card. Some employees found his words, quote, far too blunt and incredibly insensitive. Bill Michael did email an apology. He told staff he regretted his words. And he added, I think lockdown is proving difficult for all of us. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.